How much money you Seven dollars. Seven dollars? Seven dollars. What's all Praise the Lord. Good morning, saints. Hallelujah. Good morning, saints. Come on, if we could all please stand to our feet. As we come into the house this morning, hallelujah, this place of worship. Well, actually, let me say this. The house walked in. Because we are the church. If you were to blow, blow these four walls out, guess what? The church would still be here. As long as we were outside the building. But praise the Lord. Everywhere you go, this is a keynote. Because that tells us that everywhere we go, the church is going along with us. It is walking with us. We have to bring our light out into a world that is dark. Just as uh, Reverend Fowler just ministered a few minutes ago, you know, as the world gets darker, those lights that are out there get even brighter. I remember many years ago when I was sitting in Kosovo in 2000, the whole infrastructure was knocked out. And the base that I was on or that we were working out of bond steel, I am not joking. Straight distance miles, I was about 20 miles from it. But every night you could see all the lights because the whole country was dark, but bond steel had lights. And you could see those lights when we would start driving. And once you got like about 16, 17 miles out, you wouldn't be able to see anything but those lights just ascending into the air. That's what you are today. Yes. You are those lights, those stars that are out there. That if we were out in the middle of nowhere in the desert every night when you look up, you would just see how the magnificent glory of God, His creation, yes. every star in the, in, in the entire universe shining down upon you, giving you the natural light that He created. Well, today, even more so, you are that light. Yes. You are the light of the kingdom, yes. the kingdom of glory, yes. the third level of heaven. Hallelujah. For each one of us have a reservation with the Lord. Yes. As long as we follow his will, his mandate to be baptized in his name, yes. to go down in a water burial, yes. to be infilled with his spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Today, you have an opportunity. And today may be our last day. We do not want to pass up this opportunity. But today as our praise team comes before and leads us into this praise, into this worship, I want us to go ahead and put our hands together. Put our best hands together. Give a loud shout of victory. Shout to the Lord as we worship Him and glorify Him.
Can we just lift our hands and lift our voices all over this place and allow the Holy Ghost to move in our life? Would you just lift up your voice in one mind and one accord? Jesus, we love you. We lift you up. Let the Holy Ghost and fire fall in this place right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We glorify you, Jesus. We exalt you. We magnify you, O King Alpha and Omega. Feel this room. Feel this place. Feel our lives, Jesus. What a beautiful presence of God's Spirit that's in this place. Can we give Him praise for what He is doing in here right now? What a, beautiful, what a beautiful presence of God's Spirit that we feel in this place. What a beautiful presence of God's in the morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a beautiful presence of the Lord that's in this place. Can we just give him praise? in Jesus' name, or I don't know if it's be dismissed, but you can change to Children's Church, and uh, go have a great time in the presence of the Lord. It is wonderful to see everybody today in the house of God. It's exciting. It's Independence Weekend. It's the July 4th holiday coming up. The Lord of Glory is doing things, and we are excited. I think that song said, the Holy, I need the Holy Ghost. And fire. The Holy, the Holy Ghost and fire. Uh, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, for the next two days, speaking of fire, we are going to be having a fireworks fundraiser. This, this, this. Now, I'm, I want to be very blunt and upfront and honest. This raises somewhere between fifteen to twenty thousand dollars for our church each year. That's not. That's not something we might need, or you know what I mean. It, it, it funds a lot of our ministries. We're able to get a lot of things for our kids when we need to, for our children's ministries, our Sunday schools, our, uh, we feed, uh, we, we have our food ministry. A lot of this funding, it goes to a lot of different places inside the church. So it is major. And that means that if you come out and help, you are giving in the offering. You are giving in the offering. You are a part of that offering. We need people on tomorrow and on Tuesday to work four-hour shifts so people don't have to work 12-hour shifts. And, and, and we need some volunteers that will say, I'll come out. There's sign-up sheets that look like this in the foyer, and it's got a time. If you can't do a 6 to 10 or a 2 to 
six or a ten to two, you know, right down on there. I can't do ten to two, but I can do twelve to four. We definitely can use your help. All you have to do, show up at the fireworks stand, say, I'm here to work. Nana, wave your hand. Sister Hall, is she in here? She's not in here right now. Christy, wave your hand. See one of these ladies? They'll give you a 15-minute orientation session, and you will be working in no time, giving an offering to the Lord. Amen. Giving an offering to the Lord. So we need your help tomorrow and Tuesday. How many of you are going to come try to give? You're going to sign up for something, a four-hour, some kind of shift. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Any more? Any? I want to give you a chance. This is an offering to the Lord. I, I don't want to miss anybody. I see a lot of hands over. I see a lot more hands over here. I, I, don't even, I see one hand over this way. All right. Thank you so much for helping out tomorrow and, and, and Tuesday. It's going to be great. Thank you. Make sure and see that. Now, because you're doing this, you know what we're going to get to do on Tuesday night? We also are going to take a, 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 a small portion of those and we're going to blow them up with praise. Now, I, I'm telling you, I've never, we've never done this in the last year. It's really exciting to have gospel praise. And while they're singing and praising God, fireworks are going off all behind them. And it kind of reminds me of this song, Fill Me With The Holy Ghost And Fire. You know, it's, it's really awesome. That's going to be Tuesday night at 10 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Bring a chair or find a place to park that you can see. They're going to be singing right out here in the front, just like we used to during outside church. We've got some uh, specials uh, from within our church that are going to be singing. Our praise team is going to be singing. And Brother Josh and Brother Jay and several others are putting fireworks together. If you want to donate to the fireworks, make it a bigger show. Uh, come out to the Walmart fireworks stand. That's where we're raising church money. And buy a firework. Donate it. You can leave it there. And we'll get it over here to this pile. Or you can drop it by. How many is excited? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think this is the only fireworks show, literal fireworks show in town on the 4th of July. I think that the Post had theirs last night. And, and besides your neighbor having some or something like that, this is it. It's going to be exciting. Last year we had people sitting on the other side of the other church. We had people out here and lined up and down the streets, people walking around just looking and enjoying and getting to hear the anointed apostolic singing that's going to be going forward. You don't want to miss it. Somebody say, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms, second chapter. Continue to pray for Sister Sherry Hutto. She had a second surgery. She's in the hospital. She'll be getting out today and recovering. Continue to pray for Sammy Hutto as he's recovering from open heart surgery several weeks back. Continue to pray for all of the needs that are on our prayer thread. If you're not on that and you'd like to be, see Sister Duvall. We really have a lot of prayer requests and people earnestly pray over those prayer requests and prayer needs. It's a group me app. It's easy to take part. You can have it blowing your phone up if you want it. You can silence it if you want it and just look at it every, you know, day at a certain time. It's completely up to you. But uh, see Sister Duvall if you're interested in taking part and being a part of that. We have a lot of prayer needs 
that we pray for each and every day. Pray for our stand workers. They have been working daylight till dark in this hot sun, and I just appreciate all they're doing for the church, the kingdom of God. I got them a little air conditioner today. It, 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 it's kind of a, a face air conditioner about this big. I thought, man, that'd be good when I'm preaching sometime. Man, you know what I mean? Just blowing, blowing some water back at me, just real cool and gentle mist. Psalms 2 and 4, Psalms 37 and 13, Psalms 59 and 8. Steve's going to be able to keep up with me. You may not. Ecclesiastes 3 and 4. Can uh, Anthony, can you and Josh put these three chairs on the platform right here facing this way? Thank you. You put them together, kind of. Just make them. I gotta have them a little bit, yeah, just like that. Right, right there. There we go. All right, super duper. Thank you. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Look at your neighbor and just laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, that was easy. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Sometimes I think we don't laugh enough, don't you? The Lord laughs at him, Psalms 37, 13. For he sees that his day is coming. But you, O Lord, Psalms 59 and 8, shall laugh at them. You shall have all the nations in derision. Then Ecclesiastes, a time to weep and a time to laugh. We said that scripture a lot. We mentioned that scripture a lot. And we use that scripture a lot about a time to weep. But do we really focus also on the necessity of a time to laugh? Would you lead us in prayer, Pastor Parks? Lord, we ask that you anoint our pastor today. Oh God, let an anointed word flow forth. But Lord, don't stop at that. Let our ears be open, our hearts, our minds, our souls to your word. That we'll be attentive to it, oh God. Lord, your word says, oh Lord God, that your spirit, oh God, is joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. Oh God, and there's joy in being in your presence. Allow the joy of the Lord to fill this house today. Oh God, as we receive today your word, oh God, laughter and joy in the presence of the Lord, we're going to participate in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Laugh and you can be seated in Jesus' name. Go ahead. I got up this morning and I was out of shaving cream and uh, so... I was deciding on whether I was going to just not shave and, uh, and or shave with the electric razor and I decided just not to shave so then I went to my closet and my light was out. 
I didn't feel like getting a magnifying glass or a flashlight to get dressed. So I grabbed some jeans and came on, and I've had several people say, I didn't know it was casual day. So, I'm like, it's Independence Day. Praise God. Close. Freedom, freedom, freedom. I can wear what I want. Praise God. Modest, modesty, modesty. What I want. Praise God. I want to talk today. The subject that I feel the Lord is, I, I, I know the Lord has given me, is laughing in the face of the enemy. Laughing in the face of the enemy. Praise God. I, I, I want to ask, do you remember, have you ever had something bad happen to you? Uh, anybody, anybody ever had something bad happen to you? I remember when I was a kid, I had this... Uh, my mama, I, I had, I was raised by a single mother. I mean, I got away with all kinds of stuff, and uh, I, I got, uh, you know, if I could, could get something, I mean, she didn't think. So I, I wanted this blank gun. Do y'all know what a blank gun is? It's not a cap gun. It, 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 the gun looked real, and, and, and it had these little bullets that didn't have bullets come, but it had the gunpowder, same amount of powder as I think a 22 coming out of it. And, and, and so I talked her into this cap gun. You know, I, I could talk her into things. And, 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 and so she, she gave me this cap gun, this blank gun, that I, it looked real, man. I was eight years old, and I had my Western getup on, and I had my gun on my side. And we went to Panama City, Florida, and we had one of those older hotel rooms. Y'all remember those back in the 70s? Anybody remember those hotel rooms? You know, they're right on the side. They're not internal like they are now, but they're all outside and I came out of our thing on the second deck and I looked out in the parking lot man and I've been watching all those police shows you know what I'm saying I, I, I was a I was a little eight-year-old sticker badge officer and, and and I saw out there and these guys it, it, this was the early 70s you know I guess uh, can I say hippies is, is that a, it was the time of the hippies and and, and these hippies had pulled up and they had went over to this nice, I think it was a Dodge Charger, and they just real quick pulled up. I was watching this, eight-year-old super cop down here. All right, I, I was watching this happen, and they jacked that car up, man, and they took one of those uh, iron things, and they started spinning those lug nuts, and I was like, oh, not on my watch. <laughs> I come taking off. Police! I pull that, I pull that little cap gun out, and they start, this thing sounds like a real gun. It doesn't sound like a camera. Man, those guys left that thing jacked up. They left their jack. They left their four-way. They took off out of there. Police came. Anyways, I saved somebody's tires when I was eight years old. But I had this little cap gun, man, or, or blank gun. I, I loved that thing. And, you know, for an eight-year-old. Don't get your eight-year-old a gun that looks real, all right? And, but, but then I had it, and, and my friend and I couldn't get something to happen. I took a hammer, and I hit it with a hammer to try to get the little thing open because it, it was jammed. And when I did, one of the little bullets went off right there, and it cut my hand. And I started spurting blood. I mean, just, it's, it, it's a going, and I thought I was going to die. That was it. You know what I mean? It was over. I shot myself. <laughs> and this hand injury is going to be the death of me. And, 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 I think we laughed, but at that moment, I was scared to death. Because one of two things was going to happen. 
I was going to lose all my blood and die, or my mama was going to take my cap gun away from me. Probably should have. And, uh, but in, 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 it legitimately, though, have you ever had something happen to you that caused you maybe not just to physically bleed, but emotionally bleed? Something that at the time it happened you thought was unrepairable. Have you ever had something you thought you would not recover from? You think about it. Have you ever had something in your life that you did not think you would recover from? Something that devastated you. It came from out of nowhere. You were not expecting it, but there it was. The worst case scenario that you could imagine in your life playing out before your life. Maybe you haven't ever had that, but has anybody ever experienced that in your life? And I, I don't know, the whatever, the diagnosis, you were just kind of expecting a good report and the diagnosis was a lot worse. We found something. Or perhaps you got that dreaded C diagnosis. Or maybe for something you did before Christ, you were arrested. Or maybe you found yourself unwantingly divorced. You're, someone you loved for a long time walked in and said, that's it, it's over, and they weren't willing to work on anything. They had just been living this secret life. I don't know if that's happened to anybody, but you know, some of those worst case things, you, you lost someone that you loved very and cared for very deeply at a young age, or you got the phone call, and I've had a few of these phone calls, and I hate them. And it seems like they're often in the middle of the night. I, I don't know, just weirdly late at night or early in the morning that, that someone, we, we got one that we had a cousin that had been killed and it was just, you know, it wakes you up from the bed and, and this feeling of shock comes over you as numbness just saturates your entire body and, 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 and settles over you. Fear tries to sweep in and take absolute full control. Anxiety increases when this happens. Your heart sits there and it increases. It, it, it's a response and you become tachycardic. Your respirations increase and you become tachycardic. You're breathing real fast. Your palms get sweaty and then your thoughts, man, they start racing. What could I have done to have prevented this? Uh, you know, how, how could I have stopped this? And, what could, and, or, and then you move to what can I do right now? And oftentimes, there's nothing you can do. And uh, how am I going to deal with this? Oh, the emotions. The emotions of when we have things like that happen in our life. If we look at David, King David, who, who would you say, anybody, who would you say, let me ask you this question, I, I'm kind of giving, besides Jesus, who is known as probably the greatest king in the history of time? Solomon. Solomon. Who, who would say David? David, I've got several, I, I would say David is known. Man after God's own heart. I mean, David's this awesome dude. He, he is not just a king. All right, he is the king that kind of 
kind of the rags to riches story, right? He's the king that comes from nothing, and he's the least, and he's the ruddy lad of his brothers, and, and he's on the backside of the desert, and when they come, when the prophet comes to find the king, and all his brothers go first because they really don't think it's this kid. And, and, and yet this kid comes up and he beca ultimately becomes the king of Israel and not just the king, but probably the greatest king besides Jesus, that the, the greatest human, earthly, actual, uh, physical king for the kingdom of Israel that there's ever been. And, 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 and he has all these victories. What did he do that is so profound that we still teach it in our Sunday schools today? What did David do? He slew the giant. Goliath was taunting Israel and, and the soldiers and the warriors were hiding behind the rocks and they were afraid of this giant. And young David is willing to take him on with the power of the Lord. And once he overcomes him, he's the one that slayed the giant. If he would have went to be with the Lord right there, he could have probably marked that off as just the happiest life somebody could ever have. But it wasn't like that. We open up the scripture to 2 Samuel 15. It, it, David had to deal with a lot of stuff. David had to deal with a lot of heartbreak. David had to deal with a lot of hurt. In, in chapter 15, I hope I got some glasses in here. How about you get a bigger book? All right, 15. And there came a message to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. Absalom was his son that would ultimately become king. But Absalom didn't want to wait. And so he turned on his father. Now him turning on his father, does that do anything to affect a father's love for his child? He still loves Absalom. It, but Absalom had turned and he's turning the hearts of Israel toward him and against David. And, and But what happens then if we read over in chapter 18... It, it, it says, then said, glasses back on, sorry. You can tell I'm 54 now. Then said, Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. And verse 33, and the king was much moved. His enemy is gone, but his enemy was his son. And he went up to the chamber over the gate and he wept. And as he went, thus he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Victory turned into mourning. And the giant slayer going through the hurt and the pain of the loss of his son, his heir, the future king. And, and, and I'm saying that to say this, 
he had to deal with this awful, horrible, disgustingly terrible day. And can I tell you, we think victorious people always win. We think victorious people are always, they always get what they need when they need it. We sometimes can think in our brains and in our minds that victorious people who we think of are victorious people. They never have a problem. And they may not, it's not they don't have a problem. You don't know they have a problem. And David had to deal with this. And not only that, but, but, but when you look at him, he lost a child, a beautiful little baby. And his favorite son, Absalom, died and, and, and was killed because he and his army were fighting with him. And then, then not only that, David had all this fame after he slew Goliath and, you know, very popular. And what was the song? Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. You know, popularity works two ways. It can be a good thing. It can be a devastating thing. And, and, and he was found out for having an affair with Bathsheba. He became the talk of the town, the rumor mills, uh, displaying his bad choices and all of those things. And we all make mistakes. David made mistakes. And we talk about his victories. And, and, and in 2023, man, David's just this awesomely cool guy, this great leader, this warrior. You know, he's the king that that, Mark, that didn't say, you go do the fighting. Well, I mean, once he did. But uh, he was this king that often led his army from the front and, uh, and, and overcame. He was that type of victorious man. And yet we look through his life. And in the midst of his life, I can find a lot more problems than I can find victories. He's got the victory. Don't misunderstand me. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He's got the victory. But I can go item by item and I can find all kinds of issues that young David had throughout his life. From Saul chasing him down. From, from losing his son to losing another child to making a mistake and having an affair to having a man murdered to having a to having a child out of wedlock and I can continue I can tell you about a time when he came to Ziklag he and his men and his and their wives and children had been kidnapped and their houses literally burned to the ground this man knew what it was like to lose everything and yet we shout about him being King David the giant slayer will preach messages about how to slay your giant but can I tell you Much higher, and I was much further from that on this 
platform and I was sitting right here and I was just kind of sitting here and I think I even had my leg crossed and I'm not sure the pastoral staff was working I think I got Brother Munden and Brother Parks here y'all come uh, up, up here for me and, and Brother Munden comes and tells me that uh, I, I don't know come up here and, and tell me there's a guest in row uh, see I just want you to know about he's the uh, he's the uh, mayor of Hinesville or something like that you know, he, 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 we, we got this thing going on he tells me and I'm like alright and then he goes and you, you can go ahead and go down and he he does that and then Brother Parks comes up to me and I'm watching this video and this video it is a video of our lives and everything's playing and, and, and it's like the story of life and and I get to this spot and I'm sitting here and my heart attack comes on the screen and, and I at first I'm just shocked I'm like Steve <laughs> <laughs> Brother Parks whisper, whisper something to me. I, I couldn't even hear what he said. But when he did, you when he did, I start laughing. Uncontrollably. It's just I, I, and I'm not a good fake laugher, so I, I, oh, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. Oh man, and there's my there's my heart attack and I'm just and I'm just laughing as much as I can. And, and I realized, and I think what Brother Parks was telling me was laugh in the face of the devil. Yes. And, and while I did eerily watch some of the scenes up there, some great, some exciting, but some troubles and some struggles as the as the years of life were on display up there, I I began to laugh hysterically. I couldn't control it. I mean, I was laughing so hard. I was I was rolling. I was in. I was laughing so much. Because, and, and I realized then uh, a few things as I was laughing it is, is I was watching my heart attack on display and perhaps some of your things and the things you have gone through in your life. I, I was, this was not now. This was like 10 years from now. This was in the future. I don't know how far in the future, but in the future. And I was laughing at some of the calamities that I had went through because they had not gotten me. I was still here. I was still on this platform worshiping God. And I was praising God. then I woke up and this is what God showed me I was laughing about the trials I've been through because God brought me through them can I tell somebody today you may be going through 
one of the most miserable times in your life. But there is a time coming if you hold on to your faith. You are going to laugh in the face of your enemy that caused all these problems and all these pains and all these things. You're just, that's how you're going to feel about it. You might not feel like laughing right now, but there is a time coming that you are going to laugh about it. There is a time, you may not understand that, and you don't know, Pastor, this hurts right now. Well, I know. That's why I was wondering why I was laughing. It hurt, and I had all kinds of questions, but I realized that God sometimes wants us to laugh in the face of our enemy when he brings all kinds of things against us. When the enemy comes in like as a flood, we need to realize and know and have full assurance that God is going to raise up a standard against him. And it doesn't matter how bad or how awful things might get at some point in time. was this and I guess I saw him getting old because he speaks to young men in visions and he speaks to old men in dreams so I was like God am I getting old <laughs> I'm starting to have these not that I didn't have dreams but you know, used to, he gave me a lot of visions, and I've been seeking him about a vision for this new sanctuary, this new church that we're building, that we're raising money for. And I just hadn't fully seen it. I, I felt the nudge. I felt him speaking. I, I, I felt him talking to me. I felt him giving us, you know, things along the way. But I had not seen it. And I didn't realize till I woke up that I was not in another church somewhere else. But I was on the platform at our church, and it was not this, and it was not here, and that to there was a lot deeper. And I was sitting there watching this unfold, and I still had my health. I, I might not have had my hair, but I, I, but I still had my health, and I, I still had the victory. And, Y'all still had your hair, but I was going. I No matter how bad it is, God has a word for your future. And here's the word. You're going to laugh in the face of your enemy at what you think is your calamity right now. God is going to see you through. You are going to overcome. No matter how bad it is, it is going to get better. God is on your side. God has given you the victory. So you need to stand up and give Him praise. You need to thank Him for the victory. You need to praise Him for what He's doing in your life. You need to glorify Him for taking your calamity, for turning your
across with a few come get ready. I just, but I, I do very quickly. I want to, I want to tell you just a few ways you laugh about it. A few ways to get to where you can laugh about it. First, first of all, in laughing about it, what you do when you laugh about your calamity, when you laugh about your situation, when you laugh about what you're doing, what's going on, uh, uh, what's bothering you, what seems to be the worst trial, when you laugh about it, you're recognizing that your true strength is not in yourself, but it's in your God. Your true strength is not in yourself. That's an emotion. You should feel that. Yes, you should. But then at some point in time, you have to realize the Lord is your Redeemer. He is the one that you trust in. And when you laugh about it, you are saying, God, you are my source. God, you are my strength. God, you are going to get me through this. Lord, I, I don't know how, but I know you. You can have your time of mourning. You can have your time of weeping. You can have your time of crying. But then you've got to come to yourself and realize that this is not the end of you. That God has given you the victory. That God has given you overcoming power. No matter how bad it seems. No matter how bad bad things may get. God is on your side. And if God be for you. that God has given you. You've got to utilize it. Sometimes we don't utilize it because if we want to stay in one place, we get comfortable in that place. We can get comfortable in mourning. We can get comfortable in mourning. We can get comfortable in sickness. We can get comfortable in sickness. You can. You, you, you can get to where, man, I'll tell you what, when I was sick and all that food they were bringing over, I didn't have to cook it and it sure tasted, I was getting, I was getting stuff from Sister DePaul, some banana, I don't know what, but I was getting stuff from here, from there, some some Jamaican, some, some rice and meat peas, and, and, and man, it was good. I already get comfortable there. But I gotta shake myself because that's not where God's designed me to stay. And I'm not gonna stay being a victim or a victim. And uh, Matthew 16, 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, saying, You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely the human concerns. You gotta talk back to the devil sometimes. You gotta laugh at it. You gotta laugh at it. He doesn't like it when you laugh at it, when he's just thrown every bit of artillery he's got your way, and all of a sudden you just kind of get back up, wipe your face off, and you just laugh at that cat. I mean, you just... That's it. Go ahead. And that is you've got to realize 
what Jesus did. I want to say that when the devil talks to you, you shouldn't listen. I mean, it's best not to listen. But sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to. And, and Jesus did listen to the devil. If we look at Matthew 4, Jesus was led in the Spirit to be tempted, and after 40 days, 40 nights, he was hunger, hungry, and the tempter came. He said, if you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And I'm sure something in Jesus and his humanity wanted to stir up and say, watch what I can do. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point. If thou art the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it's written, he will give angels charge command, commanding him, concerning him. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Look what Jesus did. He answered him, it is written. It is written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test, this translation says. Then the devil took him up upon the mountain to show him all the kingdoms of the world. You want to tell you what Jesus said? Away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. When the devil starts talking to you and you think, man, I'm listening. I know I shouldn't be listening. And, 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 and it's bothering you and it's, it's bringing things up. And, and maybe he's telling you things that sound right. You need to look at him and you need to give him the word of God right back at him. It is written. And if you tell him it is written, he will leave you alone. He cannot stand truth. He cannot stand the word of God. God has given us the ultimate victory. God has given us the ultimate victory. And this is what the Lord did for me. And I believe what he's doing for you. First of all, in this dream that I had, he reminded me of where I had been. And there was even a display on there going on of where you had been. That's what I did because I was like, why am I watching this? Why am I sitting here watching the hardships and some of the failures, some of the pain that some of these precious saints of God have went through? And then, then all of a sudden, mine popped up there. Why are you displaying my pain on this screen? And I realized the Lord was showing me something. Sometimes you have to realize where he's brought you from. Sometimes you need to be reminded how he showed up in your life and did a miracle in you. Sister of all, you mind if I mention this? She was at Liberty and she had a test that says she is having a heart attack but when she got to the hospital in Savannah, they said there are no blockages in her heart. You gotta remind yourself. I was talking to Brother Watch yesterday. The only reason I'm gonna say the only reason I'm gonna say this is because he literally told me to. He said, Pastor Crutchfield, you won't say this. I know you because you're just not going to do it. He said, and I'm asking you to say this. 
So I'm going to say it because, just because my friend asked me. His wife was sick the other night. And he called me and he said, what should I do? And because she didn't want to go in long term, but, but, but the situation without going into what it was. And, and he began to tell me her vital signs. And this is what I said to him. I said, Brother Watts, I said, if her hemoglobin is 5.9, she needs a blood transfusion. It's that simple. That's what she needs. He calls me yesterday and he says, Pastor Crutchfield, they called from the hospital just a minute ago. They said they need to give her a blood transfusion. Her, her blood count, her hemoglobin was 5.9. And then he told me that's when he wanted me to share that. That her, he was, he was like, God used you. God used you. And, and, and he's in a valley, but he's able to recognize when God is at work in his life in spite of the valley. Amen. He reminded me, and he reminds me. That to me, for me, was a reminder that God is with me. My humanity can't do that. My humanity can't do that. That reminded me, God is with me and God still speaks through me. And then in, in that, in the midst of that, he showed me where I came from. And, and then uh, uh, this, emo this negative emotion of that heart attack that, that I didn't want to laugh about. But then all of a sudden, for some reason, I started laughing. And I started laughing because I realized God had given me the victory over it. And I am good. I am happy. I am excited. That, that was then. This is now. And the Lord is on my side. Can I tell somebody the Lord is on your side? Some of you need to quit worrying about everything. And you need to come casting things down here at the altar. And walk away with the victory. You need to laugh. You need to, la you need to go back in your mind to when that was. And you need to laugh in the face of the enemy. And then last, what he showed me was three chairs. And the three chairs represented renewed vision. He not only showed me what he had done, he showed me what he was going to do. I believe God's speaking into your life right now. This altar's open. The first lady's going to sing for us. I believe somebody now now to we to get here. This is this is me right now. To get here, we have to laugh about some we have to turn some things to laughter from back there. We can't let them continue to pull us down. Things that hurt you, even when you were a child, people that hurt you, people that caused pain in your life, you got to give that away. You've got to lay that at an altar you got to let you got to laugh at that you got to laugh at that and realize that god is bringing you somewhere powerful and somewhere mighty and then he's going to renew vision he's going to until you get to where you can laugh about that problem he can't give you that renewed vision but when you are healed when you are healed from that and when you have moved forward then he's going to give you new vision He's going to give three new chairs in your life. Would you stand with me and let's call on the name of the Lord together. The blessings of the Lord are in this place. Oh, hallelujah. God's in here right now. God's in here right now.
The Holy Ghost is wanting somebody, he's wanting to move in somebody's life. He's wanting to let you know that the most devastating times, he's wanting to get you to a place to where you can even laugh about it because of where he's wanting to take you to. Where he's wanting, he's wanting to completely heal your heart. That's what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to break up the fallow ground and, and plant that new seed and that new vision in your life. Is there somebody that would come this morning? Is there somebody that would come? The Lord is in this place. God is wanting to do a work in some people's lives. God is wanting to take you somewhere. Oh, he's wanting to heal the hurt. He's wanting to heal the pain. He's wanting to take you to a new place. He's wanting to give you new vision.
please remember those at the fireworks stand. Slots to cover today, tomorrow, and Tuesday. Uh, come on out. If you want to come back Wednesday and help us close up that morning, that'll be awesome. And uh, we're going to have a great time. Invite, I've been inviting so many people to come out on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock. So make sure to invite many to come out on Tuesday night as we celebrate uh, Independence Day and Jesus. Praise God. Uh, looking forward to all that the Lord is doing. I will let you know tonight in Jacksonville, I know that's a long ride, but if you're one of those uh, Christian music fans, uh, the Wilbanks will be at the First Pentecostal Church in Jacksonville. I'm not sure of the name of the church exactly, but get with me if you're interested. But that's going on at 6 tonight. If you've ever heard of the Wilbanks, they're great. last night, but I didn't figure it out until 20 minutes till they were there. So, uh, praise God. Other than that, Brother Monday, did you have anything? Yeah. Um, just the um, offering and the fireworks. Uh, so, all right. All right. Praise the Lord. Saints, hallelujah. Pastor, thank you for good words, sir. Once again, hallelujah. Something that really gets you on. And I don't know about the rest of y'all. Y'all all had to sit through that so the pastor could preach to me. Because it definitely was a message for me. And I needed that. Um, if we could all please stand. I definitely want to remind us about our fireworks. Um, definitely go out there and support our fireworks. Right now the only stand that we have is the one at um, uh, right there at the Super Walmart. So make sure you hit that one up first if you got gains of money to spend. And um, also, don't forget that if you have any fireworks that you want to offer on the altar, <laughs> go ahead and purchase some. They got a couple of buy one, get one free. So go ahead and grab a couple of those to put into the pot for the ministry um, that we may be able to have to pop those on Tuesday. Also, you may be able to give a monetary donation if you want to also. Just earmark it TNT. But... Um, Let's see, and pretty much that's it. Oh, this week for the Zoom, we're going to be doing um, our family Bible study. We're going to be doing angelology. So we're just going to start. We're going to talk over angels. What are angels in the Bible and all this? And have an opportunity to ask questions and all that. Dispel some things that we um, may believe, but may not be in accordance with the Word of God. But as you prepare your wallets and as you prepare your purposes, Hallelujah. We want to go before the Lord and give honor and thanks to him um, for this offering. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, that you have blessed us, Lord, mightily, Lord, that we are able to earn, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, and bring back into the storehouse, Lord, hallelujah. We have the church, Lord, that has done mighty things, Lord, within our community, Lord, in this local assembly, and all of those that have been blessed, Lord, by the preaching and the ministering of the gospel. And we pray, Lord, today, Lord, that as we give, Lord Jesus, Hallelujah, Lord G. You are blessed, right? And so, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we pray for those that are in prayer, those that are in need, those that need, Lord, and infilling from you. We thank you, we praise you, we plead your blood in Jesus' name. And the congregation said, Amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Come on up, give your offering, shake hands with one or two of your brothers and sisters, and be blessed as you go on your way. Be safe during this holiday season. Hallelujah. God bless you.
Yeah, you got you saw that too? <laughs> <laughs> 